Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to my podcast, Victorious Warrior Podcast. It is me, Cherie Victoria, Victoria Cherie, however you would like to say it, it is still me. Praise the Lord on this morning. I just want to give our God, I just want to give our God all glory, honor, and praise on this day. He is truly worthy of all of the praise, glory, and honor because he's just so good thank god for this continuing to keep my mind stayed on him my heart stayed on him i thank god for continual growth i thank the lord that there's always something to learn there's always something to study and i just truly thank the lord for helping and teaching me and getting my attention in the times that you know i probably am not paying attention or not even listening I thank the Lord that he is so persistent and he keeps his word. God always keeps his word. Everything that the Lord speaks and says is true and it doesn't return back to God void. The only word that's stated in the word of God where there is a lie is the devil. The scripture says the devil is a liar. And so I thank the Lord for altering my mindset, shifting and changing my heart and my spirit in so many different ways. And when I tell you the word of God, reading the word of God will cleanse you. You know, you have to be prepared and ready to embrace shifting in the process and being prepared. Some people are looking for immediate shift. But if you really think about it, you've been doing probably the same things over and over and over again for years. And so in you wanting to change, there is a lesson to be learned. And so I have gained understanding for myself in that, you know, there was moments I really wanted to hurry up, hurry up and get healed, hurry up and get delivered. But the Lord was showing me certain things in my process, in, in him preparing me, in him healing me, in him delivering me, to learn the lesson so I shall not re- redo these same cycles again and again. And so when I say God is good, he's not just good because he has been a blessing to me. No, God is good because even in the moments where I haven't been doing well, I wasn't being obedient. He never turned his back from me never not once God is good because he wakes me up every single morning God is good because I am living because of him God is good because he thought of me before I was even created before I was even born in my mother's womb he knew me so in those things God is good not for any material matter I've learned Trust me, it took me a while to get here. But God is good, like so good. He's so good that I don't even have to open my mouth at times. That he listens to my heart. He sees my heart. That is why God is so good to me. This is why I say that God is good. Because I think about the things that are not tangible, that are not um, materialistic, that are not, um, you know, just because he's done this, this is why he's good. No. 
and that is why he's good to me because he shifted my my understanding of why he is good even in my lacking even in my struggles God is still good to me there was moments in my life when I was going through the trenches I was struggling for a long time like my struggle lasted you guys for years like for the life of me I couldn't find a job for years and it was hard for me to be able to sustain financially here and so my mindset started to like you know I started to get weary you guys I really did but in those moments you know of me feeling less than and and I never want to give excuses but it was just reality you know I was applying to so many different places I even applied to McDonald's you guys and they told me that I was overqualified because of my previous past history work history and I said to myself you know well I know that I might be overqualified because I've done this you know I worked for a fast food restaurant as a teenager but when you have nothing and you're able to work from the ground up to get to where you need to be. It's humbling, you know, and I tried to advocate for myself and it just didn't work. <laughs> and in that, God was showing me to be still, not to not apply for places, but to be still and trusting him and not to not be hasty and fear of. So yes, I lost some things. I had to, you know, really get on a humble scale of really releasing and allowing, you know, some things to happen that I really didn't want to. But I had to trust God in the decisions that I've made because Sheree could no longer do it on her own. And I just thank God because I wasn't planning on speaking this, but I wanted to just share and possibly help someone out there. You may be going through, man. Like, you may be getting hit left and right. Just know your breakthrough and your blessing is coming. But my question to you is, how much do you really trust God? Do you trust God just enough that you feel super comfortable? Or would you trust God in your uncomfortableness? When you don't see no way out of your situation, do you still trust God? When that waiting seems to be longer than two weeks, a month, six months, five, five months, two years, three years, four years, are you still going to trust God? And that is what I have learned, you guys, over my time. And some may say I was running for my calling, but yeah, I was. Not like intentionally running like, you know, Jonah was running, but just running and not really submitting myself to what I know God has called me to do. And so here I am. And I'm praying that I'll be able to help someone else that may be going through the same thing that I went through. That may be in a space where it seems like, man, no one is there and then when when you get to a really low place it's like everybody is kicking you down because of decisions you've made 
trust God. You see, what I've learned is that when when your moves and what you do doesn't no longer make sense to other people and they have so much to say about what you do and how you maneuver, that is when you know that you've listened to the voice of God. You see, sometimes some things that, you know, when God speaks, it doesn't make sense to man. Those who are really not seeking him, it's not going to make sense to them. You know, I was thinking about the children of Israel and when Moses was speaking to them and, you know, even the moments where, you know, miracles were done, you know, when Jesus was healing those across the land when he was walking this earth and right in the midst, right in front of the man, there were still people who did not believe. There were still people that was really like second guessing. You know, there were people that didn't know that Jesus was Jesus. Because it didn't look like it to them. Whatever imagination or thought they had, it didn't look that way to them. So just think on that. You know, sometimes we get so fixated on the words of man when God says, do not trust man. Do not. Now, if the creator that created you and created me and created life of a human says do not trust man and here we are holding dear and 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 looking to the left looking to the right and then feeling so betrayed by man because we've given them a higher expectation than what we should no worries I've done the same but what I can say is God has helped me Giving me a better understanding of lowering my expectation and only trust God and look to him for everything. Yeah, look, it's not going to feel good. You're going to feel like, you know, you're all by yourself. You're going to feel rejected. You're going to feel hurt. Yes, you're going to go through all of that. But guess what? God still loves you and he is strengthening you and he is with you. He's never going to leave you, forsake you. And guess what? God's going to vindicate for you. And guess what? He's going to keep every promise that he makes to you. Just keep trusting in God. So I say all of that to say we serve a good God. And I know my father is good. And I have learned so much from him. And I'm still learning every single day. There's a lot that I don't know. But it's exciting. Yes, I get down. I I, I sometimes my emotions kind of get the best of me. But then in that God's kind of shaking me up. Like, hey, let's, let's focus. <laughs> and I just get right back up on it. And I just keep going, moving forward. And just calling on the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus is powerful, you guys. If you call on Jesus throughout the day through your mind, I remember going coming into this ministry, Lilac Ministry, where you know my pastor is Pastor Dr. Jimmy Griffin, and he was the first person I've ever heard that says, "Calling on the name of Jesus is powerful. If you call on Him and meditate on the name of Jesus throughout the day, it would change you. It would strengthen you. It would cleanse." And when I heard it, I was like, "Hmm, I'm gonna try it." <laughs> 
and rest assured when I'm, you know, my my flesh is kind of like, you know, I want to respond in a fleshly way to certain people that kind of irritate me. I just call on Jesus until that feeling goes away. Sometimes I, I, I think on the name, you know, in my mind. But as I was saying about ch- children of Israel um, in, in Moses' time, you know, everything God was doing for the children of Israel, I mean, he was bringing them out. And even though they were turning, they, they literally was going back and forth, turning their back on them because they were looking for something from the Lord. They was looking for help. They was looking to be rescued. And in that moment, like they was looking for immediateness. And so God did immediately come. And so I watched as reading how they just, they was losing a little bit of faith. It was a little losing a little bit of faith because they didn't see it yet. And, but they had Moses still telling them, look, you guys just trust in the Lord. God is going to come through in layman's terms. I'm not really quoting exactly what the scripture says, but I'm saying it in the terms that you, you can get it. Even Moses, he felt that he was inadequate because of the way that he had was slow of speech. I mean, even God got angry with him saying, I told you to go do this thing. I know that you are able to do this thing. And you're still telling me because you're not able to do it because you think yourself less than. This is what we do, you guys. But do we trust God enough when he sends us that he's given us everything that we need? Don't feel bad because Moses did the same thing. So he sent his brother Aaron. Who spoke eloquently to help out. But in this, I'm just saying, don't lose hope in in God in your waiting season, no matter how long that season's going to be. You know? And I just thank the Lord, Jesus, for it all. I thank him because I'm in a space now that I'm like, okay, I'm getting it now. (laughs) I understand. So when I take my eyes off of this world completely and put my eyes solely on God, everything begins to make sense. And so every day I'm going to continue to ask the Lord, please keep my eyes focused on you, Lord Jesus. So on this morning, I just continue to plead the blood of Jesus over this entire podcast, over every listener, and over the reading of the Word of God that will be going forth on this morning. I continue to plead the blood of Jesus over my children. I just really thank you, Father, for everything that you continue to do in my life, within me, and in those around me. I thank you. In Jesus' name, God, I pray that on this morning that you give us a heart to want to continue to serve, continue to always grow in you and always to learn from you. That we continue to trust and believe in who you created us to be. In Jesus' name, Father God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I continue to rebuke the hand of the enemy. For you said in your word that the devil is a liar. In Jesus' name, help us, Lord God, all to put on the full armor of you, God, that we may be able to withstand the wiles of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise on this day in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, I thank God for the word on this morning because it definitely helped me. It spoke to my spirit. 
All right, and we're going to get into reading the book of Acts, chapter 25 and chapter 26. All right, so it says, Now when Festus was come into the province after three days, he ascended from Caesarea to Jerusalem. Then the high priest and the chief of the Jews informed him against Paul and besought him and desired favor against him that he would send for him to Jerusalem, laying wait in the way to kill him. But Festus answered that Paul should be kept at Caesarea, and that he himself would depart shortly thither. Let them therefore, said he, which among you are able, go down with me, and accuse this man, if there be any wickedness in him. And when he had tarried among them more than ten days, he went down unto Caesarea, and the next day sitting on the judgment seat commanded Paul to be brought. And when he was come, the Jews which came down from Jerusalem stood round about and laid many and grievous complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. While he answered for himself, neither against the law of the Jews, neither against the temple, nor yet against Caesar, have I offended anything at all. But Festus, willing to do the Jews a pleasure, answered Paul and said, Wilt thou go up to Jerusalem? And there be judged of these things before me. Then said Paul, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat, where I ought to be judged. To the Jews have I done no wrong, as thou very well knowest. For if I be an offender, or have committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. But if there be none of these things whereof these accuse me, no man may deliver me unto them. I appeal unto Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, Hast thou appealed unto Caesar? Unto Caesar shalt thou go. And after certain days King Agrippa and Bernice came unto Caesarea to salute Festus. And when they had been there many days, Festus declared Paul's cause unto the king, saying, There is a certain man left in bonds by Felix about whom when I was at Jerusalem the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me desiring to have judgment against him to whom I answered it is not the manner of the Romans to deliver any man to die before that he which is accused have the accusers face to face and have license to answer for himself concerning the crime laid against him Therefore, when they were come hither without any delay on the morrow, I sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought forth. Against whom, when the accusers stood up, they brought none accusation of such things, as I supposed, but had certain questions against him of their own superstition, and of one Jesus which was dead, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. And because I doubted of such manner of questions, I asked him whether he would go to Jerusalem and there be judged of these matters. But when Paul had appealed to be reserved unto the hearing of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I might send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said unto Festus, I would also hear the man myself. Tomorrow, said he, thou shalt hear him. And on the morrow, when Agrippa was come, and Bernice with, with great pomp, and was entered into the place of hearing with the chief captains and principal men of the city, at Festus' commandment, Paul was brought forth. 
And Festus said, King Agrippa, and all men which are here present with us, you see this man, about whom all the multitude of the Jews have dealt with me, both at Jerusalem and also here, crying that he ought not to live any longer. But when I found that he had committed nothing worthy of death, and that he himself hath appealed to Augustus, I have determined to send him of whom I have no certain thing to write unto my Lord, wherefore I have brought him forth before you, and specially before thee, O King Agrippa, that, after examination had, I might have somewhat to write. For it seemeth to me unreasonable to send a prisoner, and not withal to signify the crimes laid against him. Praise be to God. So we're going to go forth. In chapter 26, then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews, especially because I know thee to be, I know thee to be expert in all customs. And questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore, I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify, that after the most straightest sect of our religion I lived a Pharisee. And now, I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fa unto our fathers, unto which promise our twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. For which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing? incredible with you that God should raise the dead I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth which thing I also did in Jerusalem and many of the saints did I shut up in prison having received authority from the chief priests and when they were put to death I gave my voice against them and I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blasphemy. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest, but rise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen end of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, 
to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coasts of Judea, and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both too small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer, and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead, and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. And as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doeth make thee mad. But he said, I am not mad, but I am not mad. Most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. I want to pause for a second. Paul is giving his testimony about what the Lord has done and what he has gone through. He's given his testimony, and in the midst of him giving his testimony, Festus interrupt him and say that he is crazy what he's saying he that you know he has a lot of learning to do can we pause for a second I thank God for the word that he gave me previously because now it makes sense whatever it is that we're speaking what we're doing whatever it is in our life it's not going to look normal to other people it's going to seem crazy like what is this person doing like it doesn't make it's not going to make sense thank you jesus for the word of god verse 26 for the king i'm going to repeat verse 25 but he said i am not mad this is paul speaking back to festus but he said i am not mad most noble festus but speak forth the words of truth and soberness i'm sober that's me adding that part in. I'm just saying. He's saying, I'm sober. This is Paul. I'm fine. I'm speaking truth. Verse 26. For the king knoweth of these things, before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not done in a corner. Okay. I'm just going to um, sum that up real quick. For the things that, he, that Paul has done, it was not done in secret. It was done out in the open. So he has nothing to hide. That's what he's basically saying. Verse 27. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. He's telling King Agrippa, like, I know you believe. Do you, do you not believe what the prophets stated? Verse 28. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both were both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. And when he had thus spoken, the king rose up, and the governor, and Bernice, and they that sat with him. And when they were gone aside, they talked between themselves, saying, This man doeth nothing worthy of death or of bonds. Then said Agrippa unto Festus, This man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto Caesar. Jesus.
So we just thank God on this morning. The reading of the word of God is blessed. I thank God for the word that he gave me on this morning. And I pray that you all received a word from the Lord. And just knowing that, look, how God maneuvers is not going to make sense to man. And through your maneuvering and through all that you've gone through, trust and believe that it will start to make sense to you after a while. But while you're going through, continue to keep your eyes up, your hands up, your heart up, uplifted, and knowing that God is doing everything for a reason. Continue to trust in him. God never fails. He is undefeated. He never fails. So I just thank God. I give him all glory, honor, praise. Thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. So as I end out my podcast on this morning, I want to extend an invite to everyone to come listen in, come listen in and fellowship with us to hear the word of God going forth every day, seven days a week at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with my ministry, Lalak Ministry, which is under the leadership of my pastor, Pastor Dr. Jimmy Griffith. You can join in with us by dialing the number 773-922-8270. Again, that number is 773-922-8270. Praise God, you guys. So I pray that you all have a blessed and prosperous Tuesday. And remember, let's continue to just press forward and do better than we did on yesterday. And let's continue to keep on trusting in God. Amen. God bless y'all in Jesus name.